Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour in this Wednesday, we'll talk to our good buddy Marcellus Wiley, former NFL defensive end, pro bowler, now as a podcast at danpatrick.com. Phone calls, we'll get to those as well. We'll hear from Magic Johnson. He talked about LeBron James eventually passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the all-time points list. Kareem finished with 38,387 points. I think he's held the... Scoring title since 1984, <laughs> maybe? Sounds like that, 1984. LeBron has 37,144 points. So he trails Kareem by 1,243 points. If LeBron averages 27.1 points per game and uh, then averages, his career averages 27.1. If he averages 27.3, then... Uh, It'll take him 46 games to break the record. If LeBron plays in each of the next 45 games and averages 27, he would be 28 points shy of the record. Heading into a Wednesday at home against the Spurs, the Lakers' final home game before a five-game road trip. Wow. We've, uh, we've mapped this out. We're, you know what? January 25th home game against the Spurs. Who's with me? Let's go. Magic Johnson was on Shannon Sharp's podcast, the Shay Shay podcast, and uh, Shannon asked Magic about LeBron passing Kareem on the all-time scoring list. Nobody cares about number two. It's number one. Mm-hmm. How do you think he will handle that? Well, I, I don't think well. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean let's just be honest. If I got to say it, we got to be honest. Right. You know, um, I think it'll be a hard pill to swallow. He eventually... Because he's uh, had that record for almost 40 years. And and I think he thought he was going to have it forever. 
So that's magic with uh, Shannon Sharp. And I was surprised that it was going to affect Kareem this much. But then I started to wonder, if you think about a singular figure who, who missed out on the modern times in their sport. Now, I would mention Elgin Baylor. Uh, but, you know, Kareem missed out on the golden age. The, you know, when the, the TV era. It happened, it started with Magic and Larry when they were in college and then certainly continued. And then Michael came in. But Kareem, by the time he was in the the, uh, the golden age of TV, it was Magic Johnson's L.A. Lakers. They were Showtime Lakers. It was different. And people don't remember how dominating Kareem was when he played for the Bucks. Plus, he had a shot that nobody else had. Uh, I think he's the greatest basketball player of all time. If, if I bring in college, high school, and the NBA, there's nobody better I know Bill Russell's more decorated, but Kareem's a better player than Bill Russell. Bill Russell's the all-time winner. I mean, look at what he did at UCLA. He couldn't play for the when he was a freshman, or he would have won four national titles. But what did he lose? Two games? One because he had a detached retina, or, or he had a scratched retina when he lost to Elvin Hayes in the Astrodome. And the other one, I think, was when they lost to USC... 44-42 when Paul Westfall was there. Didn't they have a slowdown? You could slow the ball down, and uh, they, they beat uh, Kareem when he was at UCLA. When he was at Power Memorial High School, I think they lost one or two games. He went like 89-1. and one. And then what he did in the NBA, he's the greatest bat- basketball player of all time. And this was the last, this was the thing that people would still bring up, that he's the all-time scorer, all-time leader. And then all of a sudden, here's LeBron. And LeBron's going to catch you. And so when Magic said that, I was like, wow, I wonder if that even matters to Kareem. Because every time I've, I've spoken to Kareem, he doesn't like talking about himself. And there's so many other things, you know, that he'll talk politics, he'll talk social activism, he'll talk about a variety of things because he's so well-read. Music, big jazz collector, but... I, I was surprised that it was going to affect Kareem, or at least Magic thinks it's going to be a hard pill for him to swallow. Yeah, Paul. You're right about Mad, uh, Kareem. He was, uh, if you say the TV era kind of starts 81, 82, 83, he was 35 years old at that time. He was well into his Laker career, but like his early days with the Lakers at age 29, he averaged 26, 15, and four blocks. Yeah. But that's, again, five, six years before the TV era hit. When Michael Jordan took over the NBA, Kareem was 38 years old, 39 years old, but still decent stats. He had, at age 38, Kareem averaged 23 points and seven uh, rebounds. But he wasn't, I, and I don't know if social media would have helped him. You know, he wasn't a charismatic guy. He was just well-read and well-thought-out and, uh, you know, sort of a recluse. Didn't trust the, the media. What happened in Milwaukee when he got into a fight with Kent Benson? Uh, changing his name, changing religion. There were a lot of things, but I don't think he was embraceable. Like Shaq's one of the first big guys that you embraced. But but he made fun of himself, and he's a great pitch man. You know, Wilt, Wilt wasn't embraceable. Uh, Patrick Ewing, uh, go down the list. But Shaq was, because Shaq was larger than life, he was almost like an animated figure. Uh, but Kareem was just moody, uh, you know, didn't have a great relationship with the media. 
But he, you know, when he came into the studio a couple of years ago, I could tell, like, it was going to be a difficult interview. Like, I had to find a sweet spot. And then all of a sudden, we started talking about baseball, the Brooklyn Dodgers, growing up in New York, wanting to play first base for the Dodgers, and then we were off to the races. But I started talking about playing at Rucker Park, and he didn't want to talk about that. I mentioned West 4th Street, where you know I'd played over there a couple of times, wanted to know if he had ever played there. He wasn't interested in talking about that. And a lot of guys, when you're around them, they love to tell you how good they used to be. Kareem doesn't have to do that. But then there's part of me that you just don't want people to forget how great some of these players. Elgin Baylor missed out on the golden age because he was a, he was different. And his athleticism, you had not seen that before in the NBA. Elgin Baylor was incredible. Had the knee injury. Lakers end up winning a title. Elgin's not part of that. And it was Jerry West Lakers. They had Wilt. And Elgin was sort of forgot. He was the guy who was always there with the draft lottery with the Clippers. That was it. Missed the TV era. Yeah, more. I'm with you with the Elgin Baylor part. I didn't know how good he was. I didn't even know he was an NBA player growing up because I would just see him at the LA. Um, my God, I'm blinking so bad at the draft lottery. Yeah, and I would just see him just sitting there with the LA Clippers logo. Yeah, but same thing. My godson, who's 19, he didn't know Charles Barkley was Charles Barkley. He just thought it was some overweight guy that would just talk. <laughs> he had no clue. I said, "Thank God for YouTube. You got to see." So I think Kareem might end up being forgotten. I hope we don't forget him like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Do you do you consider the all, the greatest score in NBA history the person with the most points or the person who averages the most points per game? Because those are two different things. Well, I because I could have you play three years and you could average thirty a game. But let's say the let's say the minimum was you played a decade. You know, you had a full career. the the, the greatest score in NBA history per game, Jordan is at just over thirty points a game. Wilt Chamberlain second at thirty. Elgin Baylor's third at twenty eight. Yeah. Kevin Durant is fourth all-time score per game average at 27. LeBron's fifth at 27. Then it goes like Jerry West, Allen Iverson, Bob Pettit, Oscar Robertson, George Gervin. Yeah, I would still look at the longevity. I, I think to be that consistent, to average 27 a game, and you're not known as a great shooter. Of all the people you mentioned, run down the list there. Let me see if there's somebody where I go, but they weren't known as a good shooter. Uh Elgin was just Elgin. I don't know if he was a great shooter. He had a he had a jump shot, but he was so athletic. Uh, uh, I, I, Iverson was a scorer. I didn't think he was a, a great shooter. I, yeah, Iverson was uh, twenty seven points a game for his career. Durant's a great shooter. Uh, Jerry West, Carl Malone's eleventh. Carl Malone, great fifteen to eighteen footer pick and roll. Uh, Wilt was not a great shooter. Dominique Wilkins is 14th. Dominique was not a great shooter. No. Um, he was a one-man show. Yes, he was. Alex English is in there. Uh, Flick was a, a good shooter. John Havlicek, I don't remember him being a great shooter, but he scored 26,000 points. Yeah, more With one hand. One hand tied Wat- behind his back. Watching those games well, was no, just he unbelievable. Played, he played left-handed one time. I think in the NBA Finals. He had a separated shoulder. He played. He, he, he had only had one, one uh, arm to use. <laughs> 
Yeah, Paul. Michael Jordan played the game no handed. Oh, 86. Here we go. He didn't use the left or his yeah, right. He, he only scored 12. Okay. All right. So he had no hands and he scored no, 12. He used his chin. Oh. True story. Okay. I believe you. Yes, more. <laughs> but looking at a couple of those games when Bill Russell uh, passed away, NBA TV was playing some of those old Celtics games. And I was like, John Havlicek, they were like one of the great small forwards of all time. And I was like, he can only go one way. Yeah, I know he did. <laughs> he always went right. And I kept thinking, did anybody have a scouting report back then? Even when he went left, Cousy, he went right. Bob Cousy went right all the time. And I kept thinking, who, who came up with the, uh, the, the strategy here? You guys, anybody watching film here? Let's watch some film. Like, like first thing I would do is go, I'm going to make Kuz go to his left the entire time the here. most unstoppable force <laughs> the league has ever seen. I always love those, those newsreels. You know, if you went to the movie theaters, if you're old enough, then it, they'd have, you know, something where the, the announcer would be like that. Bob Kuzi, he was unstoppable. Look at him go. He's a magician out there. He's got eyes in the back of his head. Yes, Mark. Who talked like that? <laughs> was that somebody? Yes. Was there Walter Cronkite or somebody big time where everyone was like, I have to emulate this guy? And everyone talk like that. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you dirty rat. Mm, say here, copper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Art in Arizona. Hi, Art. What's on your mind today? Hi, Art. Hi, Art. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Art. Sorry. Uh, two things. I had a question. Who loses Ooh. their team first, Robert, Robert Sarver or Snyder? And also, for the dads out there, what, what's the perfect Halloween setup? I want, wife wants to take kids trick-or-treating. <laughs> I want to set up the TV in the front yard, fire pit, and hand out candy. Because it's prime time Monday night, but since it is October, you can always find something to watch. All right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Robert Sarver already lost his team. Yes, he. That's my wife takes uh, our son out trick or treating, or at least when he was younger, she had mm. to. And I sat. It did exactly that. I didn't set up a TV, but I set up a fire pit and a chair, yeah. and drank beers and gave out candy, and it was a great setup. Yeah. I'd smoke a cigar yeah. and uh, the you know, best. They wanted to sit there, and I'd tell them stories about all the times I won the Marconi. And uh, you know, won some uh, sports Emmys. Show didn't, but I did. Yes, Paul. Yeah, we opened up the garage door, some tr- adult treats, you know, some drinks, the fire pit outside, mm. and kind of make it home base for the kids to come back to. It's a good setup. Yeah. Uh, Frazier in Virginia joins us. Hi, Frazier. Dan, it is so good to hear your voice. Um, I'm out here showing houses in Roanoke, Virginia. I'm a realtor, so let me get my clients to uh, go inside the other room. Um, I know your big announcement. I know you guys, I'll be right with you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, so I, I know your huge announcement at six o'clock. Okay. We yeah. talked about it before. You're going to admit to the world that you have forgiven the Houston Astros and that they are one of the best teams <laughs> in the past 10 years. Yes. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. All right. Thank you, Frazier. I Frazier. knew we couldn't keep it secret. Frazier, good luck trying to sell that house now because those people thought, <laughs> all right, you think the Astros are one of the great teams? We're not buying a house from this realtor. Now, that's not the announcement, but it comes out on the newsletter tonight at 6 o'clock. Uh, big heads up there. Sign up for the newsletter. Go to danpatrick.com. Uh, Nate in California. Hi, Nate. What's on your mind today? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, man. Hello? Hey, Nate. Hey, hey. Hey, uh, going back to that Mike Evans thing real quick. Um, I, I, I give golf lessons. I work at a golf course, and uh, I'm not sure if the official's giving him lessons, if Mike Evans giving lessons. Those guys can't break ED. I know that. I just want to know, is there such thing as business cards? Because it could be so simple just handing out the business cards. 
and calling it that, you know? Yeah, I, I'm still not sure about it. Thank you, Nick. I don't know if we need to get into these guys can't break 80, but that's why you need a golf lesson if you can't break 80. But I have no idea. It just it was just weird that it came out. Hey, didn't they didn't ask for an autograph. Okay, what were they doing? Two hours later, uh, it was about getting golf lessons. Okay, why couldn't you tell me that two hours earlier? Yes, boy. Who wants to want, know who produced a video more? The NFL with who shot that video in the underside of the stadium with the refs and Michael Evans, mm-hmm. Mike Evans, mm-hmm. or the Warriors with the punch on Draymond? Mm-hmm. Both of them had caught a lot of heat from stories that would not have got out. Well, it was a local TV station that videotaped. They were shooting? Mike Evans and the officials. Okay. Yeah, I think it was a local Fox station. We still don't know what happened with Golden State. Draymond Green. I just, you know, all I know is if there's like a 19-year-old former production assistant with the Warriors driving around in a Porsche, <laughs> be like, did you did you release that video? No, not me. All right, uh, more phone calls coming up. And, and we do have a big announcement, and uh, we'll give you, there's some hints on the newsletter. But no, Seton is not leaving the show. We have some people who are worried that they went through the traumatic experience of McLovin leaving the show. We're not going to do that to you. These are my guys. This is how I ride. People saying they don't have the uh, like emotional bandwidth to handle <laughs> two in a year. <laughs> people got emotional. I would think happy that McLovin left the show. People I plural? I don't, More I don't, than one? Persons? I, I don't know. I don't know. if, if, if Was it a traumatic experience that we lost McLovin? Did I underrate his value on this show? Because Fritzy <laughs> would always say, you know, he's not that good. Not that valuable. Yeah, I love him. A little overrated. You did like him. You just didn't. You thought he was overrated. Yeah, he just, just got too sensitive <laughs> when I pointed out what he was eating for him. Oh, my God. Oh, chicken it salad was, in the Tupperware. No carbs. No pita bread. It was, it was painful to walk by when Fritzy would analyze McLovin's lunch. Or that was a little breakfast. obnoxious by me. I didn't mean it to be more than it was. It but drove McLovin crazy. No one wants to get looked at. He wouldn't even talk to you. And, and I thought, why is he so... Nobody loved their food more than McLovin. Nobody cared about food more than McLovin. And Fritzy would go, oh, what do you got there? All right, a little pita bread, a little hummus. A little tuna today, (laughs) mixing it up. It's nice. No uh, croutons in the salad, carbs. Sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) How about we take a break? We'll come back. Marcellus Wiley will join us in the On Deck Circle. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to 
to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love pick six. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS, all in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. The Danettes were just telling me a story. We were in New York a couple of years ago, and Seton thought Paulie was going to get into a fight. Were we going to a party with Shaq and Reggie Miller? And What happened? It was a party around the premiere of the Uncle Drew movie. Oh, right? yes. And, and oh, Shaq that's what was there, was. Chris yeah. Webber. All I remember, and Seton probably remembers it better than I do, we haven't even started drinking yet, so it was not alcohol-infused. Well, most of us. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We were in two different cars. Seton and Fritzy got out of the cab, and they were just like 10 seconds ahead of me and McLovin. And I got out, and some drunk guy was saying something to Fritzy, like just rude stuff. I I just out of nowhere. Fritzy just had to be in his path. Mm -hmm. And I guess I said something to the guy, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, we had said somewhere along the line, like, we had, like, engaged with this dude, and he was getting really, really aggressive, enough to where, like, you know before something happens, you do that sort of, like, step back, and your chest sort of comes out, and, like, you're making a fist, like, oh, okay, I'm ready to, you know, and there was one of those moments where Paul, he looked at me and was just, like, kind of like a you got my back kind of thing with Mm. this, and it was very close to going, but the dude was hammered, 
And I was like, dang, I, you, I got the like feeling, you know, where you're like, oh, damn, we're about to get into a fight. Well, he was definitely ready to punch See, of guy. all the people you would think, okay, who would get into a fight on this show? Paulie's the one it feels like could get into a fight before anybody else could. Yeah. I, I like, I'm not a tough guy, but like, if you see something about to happen, yeah. sometimes it's better to be the aggressor and the other guy walks mm, away. Yes, sometimes he, you can bluff. Yes, he. Yeah, I feel like it might be Paul is right up there. I'm probably most likely to get punched <laughs> of anybody in the group. Paul is most likely yeah. to get into a fight, though. Marcellus Wiley, former NFL defensive end, host of More To It, the uh, podcast on the uh, Dan Patrick Network. He sat down with Bruce Smith. We'll talk about that in a moment. Last time you got into a fight, Marcellus. Oh, eleventh uh, grade. Um, I'm not a fighter, so I looked the part. But certainly, if I ever had an altercation, I'm the one running first. I, I just don't believe in fighting at all. Saw too many fights escalate to bad experiences, death experiences. So I'm not a fighter. But eleventh grade, I was walking through. Uh, it was the locker room, narrow walkway, and another guy, just a regular uh, student, was walking. And you know how you got to do that cordial turn? Like, we both give 15 degrees, we're good. He ain't give me the 15 degrees. So we bumped shoulders, and I'm like, dude. And then he looked at me like he wanted some action. And that time I did cave in, and I gave him what he wanted. And I gave him the business. <laughs> and that was the last time I ever had a fight. And I've been in many altercations, many disputes. Many guys have tested me, but no fights since 11th grade. How silly are NFL fights? Oh, God. I mean, it's one, you know, it's self-destruction because you're hitting the guy with a helmet on. You know he has padding, and you know you're not going to get a great punch off unless you pull a Draymond Green, Steve Smith Sr. Other than that, it's just futile in terms of what are you really proving. So I never got into fights in the NFL because I knew the end game was to be the most powerful in the locker room. So the playmakers, the ones who are balling – they don't have to fight. Why am I fighting? You already know. Go get my Popeyes. Go get my go get my food. Go get my donuts. That's to me the fight for to be the most powerful. The last guy you would ever fight in the NFL was who? Oh, if I oh. <laughs> um John Randall early, uh Ray Lewis middle, um late in my career, uh Sean Merriman had a moment there where I was like, yo, I don't know what he's on, but uh well, I did find out. Find out. But uh, uh, the point is, those three dudes kind of stood out like, yeah, they playing football a little more than the average Joe. James Harrison would scare me. Oh. You know what? I know James Harrison. He is a teddy bear. And I say that lightly and with a lot of miles between us right now. But he's like, since I know him, I know that that is a little bit of his protection, a little of his projection, not necessarily to the core. But he'll put hands on you for sure. All right, help me understand this Mike Evans situation. You just got embarrassed. He dropped the football. He had a sure touchdown. He goes off the field, and two officials are there talking to him. What did you see? Yeah, I mean, in that situation, it's all about the optics. The integrity of the game is more than just are you making the right calls. It's also the perception of it all. And just like with a player, if you saw a player jogging on a play, you would start to question the integrity of that play, the integrity of that player. And it's the same thing with a referee. After a contest, we just don't want to see you going up for an autograph session. It just can't go down, not on the NFL's watch and not what thousands of people 
in plain view. So in that situation, I know he probably thought, hey, I'm in the tunnel, the game's over, what does it matter? But you got to be smarter than that. And so in that situation, I just blame the officials for really compromising and undermining what the integrity of the game looks like. What do you expect from the Buccaneers, given what's happened, and now they play tomorrow night against Lamar Jackson? I, I wondered, how do you... How difficult is it to prepare for Lamar Jackson? I wondered if it was like when you try to prepare for Army football that you don't yeah. see it every week, and but when you see it, it still is successful. Yeah, the, the most difficult thing is to find that athlete that can represent what Lamar Jackson is going to bring during the game. And there's no one on your team. So usually, like when we play Michael Vick, we would find a receiver and, and then hope he could throw. And just like he would run around and play quarterback because we couldn't use our quarterbacks. And even that is not a proximity. Like it's not going to assemble what you're going to see in the game. In the game, you're going to see something that's blurry. Like we know what fast is, but the geometry it takes to go get a guy that you have not seen with that level of athleticism is hard to replicate. So it's going to be tough on the Bucs because they're distracted right now, and you can see it through their play. You can see it through Tom Brady and his body language. It's a team that doesn't have his eyes on the prize, and that's why they're having their struggles. As a former defensive player, how do you know when you got a quarterback? Ooh. Like he's defeated I, before the game is over. Oh, oh. Well, well first, it, it, you don't get the direct signal from the quarterback. You get it from his offensive line, and you can tell by – how the depth of the offense alignment, like are they really trying to put their head to the belt of the next offense alignment? That means there's fear because if not, he'll just line up in a normal formation. But when they really try to stretch it, you know, you got an issue there. We could get something done. Then you start looking at the quarterback. And a lot of times it's the cadence. If they're too cute with the cadence, like you're like, oh, dog, you're going to throw y'all off more than me because he's trying to play that game, that cat and mouse game. But once you get a quarterback, the, the funniest thing about them is if it's a pocket passer, he's shot. Like he's not, oh, this is going to be four quarters of hell. But if it's an athletic quarterback, I don't think you ever have that guy tap out. That guy never says uncle because he always can just draw up a play because of his athleticism. So I hated going against guys who knew that they could run because they always had options. We're talking to Marcellus Wiley, his podcast, More To It, on the uh, Dan Patrick Podcast Network. And you teased this last week when I talked to you. You said, you know, we talk about a lot of things. You were supposed to be the next Bruce Smith. and But you talked about the racism that Bruce faced. I had, I had not heard that before. What made you go in that direction? Yeah, I mean, Bruce Smith, amazing. Obviously, I think he's the greatest defensive end of all time. Uh, he's my football father. So it was a weird introduction, Bruce Smith and I, because I get drafted in the second round to the Buffalo Bills from small school Columbia. And the headlines in Buffalo were the next Bruce Smith. And I'm reading the headline, too. I'm like, who are they talking about? Not me. <laughs> Do y'all know how many sacks this dude gets every year? And it was funny. At first, our relationship, it wasn't a standoff relationship, but he made me earn my stripes. He had to see some talent and potential, and I showed him. Um, but I never thought I was going to be the next Bruce Smith. I mean, that's like playing basketball, like I'm going to be the next Michael Jordan. It's like, eh, you might be great, but you might not get to that level. So – 
knowing Bruce and knowing everything he's been through, it was surprising to me doing my research for the podcast that Bruce Smith had experienced racism in Buffalo because I never experienced anything like that. And for it to be full circle for everything that's happening in Buffalo and what happened with the massacre at the grocery store, Bruce Smith really felt that right in his heart because of his experience while he played. He was getting letters. Uh, he was having some experiences to the point where he thought about getting traded. He demanded the trade that didn't go through and try to protect his family in that moment. So it's interesting to see him go through that 30, 40 years ago and still have some, some evidence still of that there. right now. What is it like to stand there and somebody's yelling at you and they can say whatever they want to yell at you and there's nothing it, you can do? Yeah, man. I, I, I'm desensitized to it and I'm not trying to be tough. I just don't care enough about what someone else says in competition to what I think about myself. So every time someone says something to me that's disparaging, I'm like, eh, that has to battle what I think of myself. And that doesn't mean that they're always wrong. It just means I'm not going to let you get to me. So I always tell people this is what a football game is like. Depends on perspective. If you're on the field, you only hear two things. <sighs> or boo. But if you're in the stands, you don't hear or boo, you hear that mother, oh, he sucks, oh, his mama ain't nothing. And it all kind of translates and funnels into just cheers and boos. So when you have someone in your face and they're trying to obviously just undress you, I always have the biggest cheerleaders in my eyes, in my ears saying, nah, Marcellus, can't let them get to you, bro. You got to be stronger than that. It's got to be difficult. Um, who's the uh, guest next week on the podcast? Next week, we have LaDainian Tomlinson. Mm. And LaDainian, talking about humble beginnings to become one of the greatest running backs of our era of all time. And he was my teammate, so he gets drafted the year I am a free agent to San Diego. So you imagine my first day landing there as Junior Seau, the veteran, rest in peace, and Rodney Harrison, great defense. And then we draft LaDainian Tomlinson and Drew Brees and throw in a little Tim Dwight on the side as well. So we had a loaded roster, and it was a great introduction, and it was a great interview with LaDainian. But why is it the Chargers always find the banana peel? They're, they're the Charlie Brown of the NFL. They got so much talent, and yeah. everybody gets hurt. Yeah. I mean, look, there's no real answer to that because – like when people always say winning culture, you mean we're winning and the guys in here are winners? <laughs> like that can change. The Chicago Bulls used to have a winning culture. Look at them now. The Lakers used to have a winning culture. Look at them now. Like I just think it's about the horses. I think it's about the players. With that said, uh, the Chargers, 14-2. and two. Remember that year? I know. I do because that was the year after I was cut, and then they went 14-2, so I was in my feelings. I was like, damn, how'd they get that good without me? <laughs> but, <laughs> but you saw how it ended, too. Yeah. They didn't even win a playoff game that year. I don't have that real answer, being a former Charger, but hopeful that this is our year. Can you imagine being Matt Ryan? You win a game, you struggle against the Titans, and now they say he'll never play for the Colts again because of his contract. They're guaranteeing money next year. They have to do that, but they don't want to pay more than that. Therefore, they're shutting him down, and it, his career might be over. Yeah. Uh, I blame everybody involved. Um, let's start with Matt Ryan. 
Matt Ryan had to know what his level of equity was still in this league in terms of what is the perception of Matt Ryan. And it was pretty low. Let's just be real. Even though you can get a breath of fresh air and that resurgence and people reimagine who you are, he had to know he was pretty low in his equity. So I blame him for going to a situation where he had little to no leash. But I also blame them for selling him on a situation that you never think of a former franchise quarterback going to a new destination and not even getting half the season. Like, it can't go that bad for you and you pull Matt Ryan in that moment. So all parties to me involved are guilty of not necessarily speaking the truth or acknowledging the real but what's that like when you know your career's over well yeah you're talking to a guy who knows that um uh it's weird like to be the walking dead you know like it happened to me in dallas bill parcells and it happened to me before the season started i just didn't realize it um (laughs) bill parcells walked with me i'm going against flozell adams who was the house the hotel the entire apartment building and it's the worst experience when a great player is your teammate because it was Flozell Adams and Larry Allen next to each other. I'm like, damn, wow. if I had to play against Dallas, I have to do that once a year. I have to practice against these dudes 60 reps a day. So our first rep against Flozell in training camp, Parcells comes over because I'm the big free agent. He wants to see what I got. And I did a pass rush. Flozell just consumed me, just gobbled me up, jobbled to hut me. And I just went in his belly, disappeared. And Parcells looked at me and said, Wally, is that all you got? Ooh. And I looked at him, and he went like this. And that still rings loud, because that was the moment I realized I didn't have six gear anymore. I wasn't that guy. So now you're going around, and everyone's looking at you different. And you're the last one to realize it, but it happened to me in a game. I played against some young rookie in tennessee and the kid blocked the hell out of me and then i'm going back to the huddle and he said damn wiley what happened to you i grew up <laughs> on you you fell off and then that with the parcells ring let me know it's about over bro great to talk to you we look forward to ladanian tomlinson on the podcast it's called more to it danpatrick.com thank you marcellus great to talk to you all right appreciate it guys all right buddy Uh, So you can go there. Uh, The podcast is available. Also, Running Smoke, new episode of Running Smoke available today. Uh, Check out the newsletter as well. Got a uh, great little heads up there with something that we're very proud of. We've been working on it for over a year. And uh, we'll give you a heads up if you've signed up for the newsletter. Big formal announcement coming up tomorrow. Let's take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learned. What's in store tomorrow. That's right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS, all in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. The better looking of the Manning family, Cooper Manning, will join us on the program tomorrow. John Smoltz will join us. World Series starts on Friday. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Uh, Paulie has a five-minute poll question, but before I get to that, I walked by and Seton O'Connor was, he gave an oh no. And it had to do with Russell Wilson Jr. the third. Oh, no. It feels like. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Name of this segment. Oh, no. Oh, no. With Russell Wilson. And it has to do with Russell Wilson Jr. the third, who is injured. Here we go. Seton, what is. Oh, no. 
about Russell Wilson. This is Zach Stevens, Denver Broncos beat reporter. The tweet is, Russell Wilson worked out and stretched for four of the eight hours on the flight from Denver to London, said he was doing high knees in the aisle while the rest of the guys were asleep. (laughs) Now, the immediate reaction is very cringy. Why? Because he wants it more? <laughs> than everybody else who yeah. was asleep on the yeah. flight, y'all? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Why why does it why does it make you cringe? Because it's it's just so on brand. Okay. But everybody's sleeping and he's doing calisthenics. And he's, he's, he's still stretching. working out because yeah. that's he has okay. to get every hour. But of the do you day. remember the time when he couldn't suit up, but he was on the field and he was doing game like <laughs> situations and and it, as if he was running a two-minute drill. He was like a mime. Yeah, and I, I was like, he's you know, sh- you know, calling out plays and stuff, and it's like what I used to do when I was eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Paul. So he's in the upright and locked position the entire flight, getting loose, staying ready. You don't want to be, you know, you cramp up on a long flight. Yeah, that's right. a problem. He does have a hamstring injury. Yes, he does. Right, and, and he and, wants to play, and that's a long flight to be seated on a plane. Yeah, okay. Paulie, your five-minute poll question. All right. This is all good. Who do you wish would go on a nice, long winning streak over the next, let's say, month or two to shut some folks up? Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, or Russell Westbrook? Which would be more make people have to change their tune? Um, I, I guess I would like to see Russell Westbrook if he was playing well when they were winning. Right. He leads them on like a nice 10-game winning yeah. streak led by him. Yes, because it feels like that's all anybody talks about with the Lakers is Russell Westbrook's future. You're going to get clicks. All you got to do is say something about Russell Westbrook in the uh, headline, and you're going to get clicks there. Nothing's changed. He might not play tonight. Um, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. It feels like they're going to get a winning streak coming up. Russell Wilson... Mm, probably not. So I would say Russell Wilson Jr. the third or Russell Westbrook Jr. the third. Yes, he. Aaron Rodgers, his seems to be a little more self-inflicted. In that, I know that the Packers are losing, but he's also passive-aggressively getting everything out every time he speaks. Like, well, it'd be nice if somebody called some better plays. I don't know who would do that, but it'd be great if they did. You know what I mean? I don't know that Russell Wils- uh, Russell Westbrook has done any of those things. He's they're. For some reason, he's the entire reason that the Lakers stink. It's not everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's just Russell Westbrook. And if he was playing better, then everybody would be better. <laughs> I know. And I don't, I don't get that. Yeah. Yes, Paul. Here's some news on Russell Westbrook from Darren Ravel, the business reporter. Mm. LeBron James has a new neighbor in Los Angeles. Uh, the F1 heiress Petra Ecclestone sold her home in this uh, suburban Brentwood neighborhood. I shouldn't say suburban. Brentwood neighborhood to Russell Westbrook yesterday for $37 million. The house is directly across the street from LeBron James. Mm. So now you have a new neighbor. It's going to be tougher when you ask for him to be traded. You know, he comes home and like you go out to the mailbox. Hey, Russ. Hey, LeBron. Yes, Todd. He went to go check out the house, but he just overshot it. He keeps going a few houses down. No? It's quiet in here. It is. He's pump. struggling shooting. Uh, I'm struggling talking. Yeah. You got three minutes to recover this one. Marv? And whatever that is, I think. Yeah. There, 
<laughs> so that that's wow. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. He's that's a shout out to you. How could it not be? Feels like Aaron Rodgers is making fun of you. Let me hear it again, Mark. And whatever that is, I think. <laughs> oh my god, that is incredible. That really is. Aaron Rodgers is 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 kind of channeling you there. Wow. Is it a Favre jealousy thing because of the Favre ten ten sixty nine birthday thing? So he's taking a shot. No, at I don't. Me. I don't think that. I think you know Aaron Rodgers just a supporter of the show and probably just letting you know, hey, I'm with you in spirit. You know, I I, I spend all of my time and all my good stuff with uh, Pat McAfee. Can't join you guys, but I'm here. I'm here. And whatever that is, I think. <laughs> very subtle. Very clever. Good I job. Think... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. Jeremy in Alabama. Hi, Jeremy. What's on your mind? Oh, thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd, for it. That's just, you made my day. Um, I had a a question about this of Mike Evans thing that would you rather have uh, Mike Evans do this, would this referee do this with Mike Evans so that everyone's seen it, or would it be more suspicious? if they did it in private back in the back of the stadium somewhere. I mean, and people see them go into a closed room, you know, and I kind of want to see this out in the open because, like, like the referee's really going to do something like, yeah, I'm going to go out here and, and we're – heard the guy talking about gambling earlier. Like they're really going to do something illegal stupidly in front of it. <laughs> where, well, where... no, no, it just, it, the appearance of preferential treatment, though, that, that's what you need to know. Friendships, they both went to Texas A&M. It's just, people will read into things, and you can't blame them. You're going to. This day in sports history, Paulie. Uh, 2005, the White Sox defeated the uh, Astros for their first World Series in 88 years. They swept the Astros. Yeah. And then, Talk about a player who you wish didn't get an injury. Mario Lemieux scored his 500th NHL goal. He still played well after his back injury, but he wasn't the same. He also had cancer. Yeah, He could have been the greatest player of all time. Could have. Uh, Let's go around the room. What we learned on the program, Todd, I'll start with you. The NFL uh, NFL players, Marcellus Wiley, would have least likely wanted to fight John Randall, Ray Lewis, Sean Merriman. Uh, Seton O'Connor, what did you learn today? For some reason, the 1900s sounds like a long time ago. Yeah. Mar. A long time. Aaron Rodgers channeled Fritzy. <laughs> Whatever that is, I think. Paulie, what did, what did you learn? Any excuse to play it again? Aaron yeah. Rodgers did this. Yeah. And whatever that is, I think. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Toddler, what did, uh, what did I learn today? You have become, we've learned, you've become more and more engaged in text communication with the staff by employing emojis. Love emojis. Love emojis. By employing emojis. Yeah. I don't know if I employ them. <laughs> Emoji employment. What we learned brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. Learn more. Discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Sign up for the newsletter. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And whatever that is, I think. One more item as we close out this show. Time for new tires. Then there's only one place to go. TireRack.com. You go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive, how you drive, where you drive. And then you're going to use the tire decision guide. Answer a couple of questions. And you're going to get a personalized tire recommendation probably in about two minutes. The right tires for how and what and where you drive. They got the full lineup of Pirelli tires, test results, ratings, consumer reviews. In many areas, they offer mobile tire installation. 
rotation. So you don't have to be waiting in the waiting room. Tire Rack Technician will bring the new tires to your home or office, install them right there in front of you. Ultimate convenience, a game changer. TireRack.com slash Dan. See for yourself. Find out what are the right tires for your car, depending on what you drive, where you drive, and how you drive. TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them we sent you. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.